0: Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement
1: Elevated. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Dugan, and we're excited to talk to you today a little bit more about planning for your financial future and planning, of course, for retirement. Scott is the co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you not only in the Kansas City metro area, but clients all across the country as well. And you can find us online at elevatemyretirement.com. We're going to ask Scott to tap into his 18 years of experience as a financial planner on today's show to help bring us better perspective into financial matters and also to talk a little bit more about how we can kind of decipher all this information out there and apply it to our own situations before we get to all the meat and potatoes of the show today scott as we record this you know kind of middle of the summer here you enjoying the the hot weather out there in kansas city
0: oh yeah hot and humid we get both like country and western, we got both out here. Just, <laughs> so,
1: everything meeting in the middle, right?
0: <laughs> yes, I'm I'm ready for the fall. But hey, that's what makes the fall nice—is these miserable middle of the summer.
1: It's a good time to kick back, maybe every once in a while when it's that hot outside, and and, and do a little bit of reading. And I said that's something you're a big fan of. Is reading about the industry, reading about financial matters, and then trying to make sense of it all for us here on the podcast in just one way. And you came across an article recently in what's called the Client's Corner. We'll call this our Client's Corner edition of the podcast. And it was this headline of this uh, short article, for financial journalism, every silver lining has a cloud. A little bit of a catchy title there. Mm -hmm. What caught your eye about this article, and, and what should we glean from this today?
0: Well, I think that you know I got a good chuckle when I read through this, but it is true. We really have to take a step back and really think about what is the job of the news today. What we call the news, it's to keep your attention, it's to keep viewership, it's to keep your eyeballs glued to that. And how they do that is they've got to always sensationalize whatever's going on, and because there's not such thing as the good news network. You know, right, nobody right. tunes in to get the good news of the day you know they want to hear the bad stuff
1: but, well we're, we're already off track when you say that the, the job of the news today is to keep us tuned in and to entertain it's no the job of the news is to inform but anyway that's. <laughs> yeah and
0: where it's so fractured and what i call siloed today is that we don't tune into the media today to get informed we're tuning in to the channel that reinforces our current beliefs hmm. yeah and it's not as objective as it used to be in, in my opinion and so when this article came by you know and it's true and if you think about what's been going on economically and hey my job is to avoid the political and focus on the actionable find uh, windows of opportunity for our clients that's what our job is to do And our job is to distill down information that's out there and make sure that it's applicable. And so when you hear something in the media, I always counsel our clients to do this. Number one, if you hear something, you have to ask yourself a question. That question is, does this apply to me in my situation? And if it does, the next question is, how much can it affect me or will it affect me?
1: It's the old news mentality of, you know, the local news might take some bizarre national story or something from the other side of the world, and, and what do they always end it with to kind of keep you on the hook to tune in for the 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock news mm-hmm. that night? Could it happen here? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, no, we're not going to have an iceberg, but you should tune in just to make sure that right, right. going happen
1: here. That was in the news recently. Did you see that in, in, no. in Greenland? That, it's funny that you picked that out because I actually saw this. there is was a... Uh, At the time that we're recording this, again, there was a huge iceberg that had broken off of an ice shelf, I guess, up in Greenland. And it was threatening, like, a town of 180 people or something like that. And the pictures are very dramatic. This humongous ice chunk is, like, just slowly heading for this little town in Greenland. And what they're worried is not that it's going to, like, hit the edge of the town and bust up the land. What they're worried is that a big piece of it's going to come off and cause, like, a little tsunami. Mm. over the town that's the big worry that you know that's what's going to happen with this thing Uh, sorry it's sidetracked but it's just funny that you picked iceberg out of all things
0: that's hilarious and and you know that the 10 o'clock news in phoenix covered that story could it happen here (laughs) is phoenix next
1: (laughs) Uh, the (laughs) one that gets me is always like uh you know python swallows farmer hole in you know, some small Southeast Asia country, that, you know, that, that maybe has never been heard of by anybody. And it's, you know, will it happen to us here in Kansas City? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And with the the meeting today, a lot of the things that you hear, you know, aren't going to affect you, will never affect you, and don't really have any relevance to your situation. And in this particular article, it was shortly after the Labor Department reported that unemployment rates fell in May to 3.8%. Now that's an 18 year low. Right? And it's actually the lowest since 1969. So it goes back a long ways. And the employers added 223 jobs in the month. So it definitely exceeded what they thought was going to happen. And so those are the reports that the department Labor really putting those out. And it gets better because the, the information as they unpacked it is that the jobless claims for 27 weeks had fallen by 476,000 people over the last year. And still it gets even better. The jobless rates continue to fall for workers reading from this with less than a high school diploma, which is down. And so that's actually a a good indicator as well. And they even tackled the wage growth. And you hear a lot of media talking about how wage growth that's going backwards, actually wage growth over the last 12 months has risen by 2.7%. not saying we're out of the woods or anything like that but there's positive movement in the right direction and these numbers you know talking about unemployment we had 6.6 million job openings in may so unfilled jobs and if you think about a couple years ago that had been incredible for the first time since they began keeping records there are more unfilled jobs than there are unemployed americans all right so again Leave politics out of it. Is that a positive indicator? And I say yes, because those are facts. Mm-hmm. Those are details that are put out there. One of the headlines for Yahoo Finance it says, Unemployment is at an 18 year low, but will new tariffs spoil the party? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's always. Will there be a python that eats your baby?
1: Yes, got to throw the negative <laughs> slant, in there.
0: Throw, there throw the negatives, and then after going through all that, the other one was the jobs report had some downsides too. You know, we got to got to throw some dirt on it. Mm-hmm. So it's strange is it, we're at this time where they just got to scramble to make everything into a catastrophe and a crisis. And again, one of my longtime clients had been with us for a few years. And he said, you know, the best thing that you've done for him and his family, is said, you've turned down the noise. You've made us focus on what's important, discard what is not, and get to enjoying our life in retirement. And I think about, you know, what people really want. You know, most people don't want to become an expert in retirement planning. Uh, They don't want to become an an expert in investments and picking stocks and and Mm -hmm. portfolios. People want to enjoy the fruits of their hard work and labor. And the reason people work 30 or 40 years and put money aside and make sacrifices because they want to enjoy themselves. They want to have experiences. They want to go travel with their kids and their grandkids and volunteer and do things with their friends and enjoy life because they have delayed things for the latter half of their life. So what most people are looking for is really someone that they can strategically delegate to and when that comes to retirement planning that is usually us because they have made the money they need now they want someone to help them figure out what's the best way in time to take their social security what are the best pension options that they should look at what's the most tax efficient way to take money out of their nest egg to supply the income they need to live the life they want how can they put plans in place to mitigate long term care and health care expenses? You know, how do they put their estate plan in order? So it can cover a lot of contingencies that may happen. And I liken it to give me an example, I could do my taxes. But I write a check for bookkeeping and tax preparation every year. I'm the happiest I can be when I write that check. Mm. Because I am strategically delegating those tasks to someone that is dedicated their life to that and they do an excellent job. Now, always trust but verify, but I want to free up my mind, space my mind, to keep up to date on tax law, different investments, economic situations. I wanna be able to serve my clients at a high level, and I don't wanna fill up my mind with things that don't apply to me or not important. And I gotta say, most people probably listening to that feel the same way. They want to strategically delegate and to go out and enjoy themselves and they just want to make sure that somebody is watching out for their best interest and i think that's pretty important in today's world
1: yeah very important in today's world and i think this is just so huge and fits into the overall theme of our podcast that we started talking about on the first episode scott and that's just that there's all this financial information out there and depending on what website you visit or which article you read if you still read a newspaper which newspaper you're reading The same jobs report, the same unemployment numbers can be slanted and presented and interpreted in so many different ways. And I don't mean this from a... Full bore fake news standpoint, but just even the most subtle of changes just can change perception, change how we interpret the information. And it's just so interesting to see how those little different slants, little different directions can kind of impact our takeaway on what should just be straight up facts, information and data. Yet it, it is complex, and we have to recognize that because you can't just say, well, just put the numbers out there and people will interpret them themselves. <laughs> like you said, we have really busy lives, and so to dive into all of these details would be very, very difficult on all of these different topics that are out there. I mean, we're not just talking finances, but everything else that's going on in the political world or you know, just even in our own lives. I mean, I just went through the process of buying a home and just trying to be well-versed in all the moving parts of that one transaction in life is so overwhelming so to try and be an expert on all these different things is really difficult and i guess i'm just repeating your your takeaway there that you know getting this deciphered information from sources you trust becomes ultimately really important
0: absolutely and echo off of what you said i, I think that right now mm-hmm. that the alarmist slash declinist bias in financial journalism it is so pervasive that the general consumer of financial quote news may no longer be conscious of it they've just been conditioned to it and so it is it's we don't need access to more information one of the great quotes that i have here at my office is that you know we are drowning in a sea of information and we're starving for wisdom we're starving for just being able to filter down and see what's important to us. And and I think that's the key is getting to the heart of what's important and distilling the information down and and only taking in what's truly applicable to our situation. And you've got to discard and ignore a vast majority of what's going on out there. Because because the bottom line is you could watch news 24 seven. But do you have any power over it? What are you going to do to change it? Nothing. And so we might as well not cloud our, cloud our days with filling our heads with that stuff.
1: Well, I'd like to uh, point out just a couple of things here to kind of put a bow on this talk, Scott. I Googled the crash will happen this year, 2013. I just picked kind of a random year that was, what now, five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here are your first three responses. Why the next stock market crash will happen at any moment from Newsmax from lifeandmyfinances.com. The next stock market crash is coming this year. And then this is the best one. This is a Market Watch article. Very popular, you know, financial website, right? Very popular. Doomsday poll. 87% risk of stock crash by year end. Again, this was in in 2013. And if you just keep reading it, it goes on and on. If you change 2013 to 2012 or 2011 or 2014 or 2015 or 2018, they all say the same thing every Mm -hmm. year. There's this cloud of negativity and, and doomsday sense that uh, it just really illustrates when you put a little perspective of time into it, just how much I think some of these things play into our fear to keep us, you know, kind of continuing to, to feed off of the information. And like you said, at the very beginning of the podcast, keeping us engaged with what they're trying to produce.
0: Absolutely. And it reminds me of it growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and they had. You remember those? You probably, are maybe too a little too young this, but they had a cuckoo clock.
1: Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. sure
0: some listeners had a cuckoo clock, but it didn't work. Yeah. So those hands are frozen, and I, I look back at that and that clock was right twice a day. That's right. right. And just like these articles. One day they'll say, I was right. One day, one day I told you I'd be right. And that's, (laughs) yeah, so that's what's happened in the news today, folks.
1: (laughs) Even the broken cuckoo clock is right twice a day is uh, how we can transfer that saying slightly. There you go. Well, very good. Uh, So I think takeaway here, Scott, is if you're tired of... Kind of being pulled in these different directions and having your fear become the thing that, you know, these news sites and prognosticators are kind of pulling on. And this isn't to say that every news site out there is bad, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of junk out there that's trying to misdirect your attention. And you want to get this kind of perspective from somebody like Scott's been able to do on the show today, kind of say, all right, let's take a step back let's look at this in a little bit more detail. Let's look at this in a way that makes sense for our particular situations and apply some perspective. Some, apply a filter, maybe even a better illustration. Kind of filter out some of this. I don't want to curse on the podcast, but you you know what I want to say here. Yes. Uh, filter some of that out. If you kind of want that help, that guidance, not just with this particular jobs report conversation, but with all things financial, all things related to your retirement, it's easy to get in touch with Scott Dugan and ask him some of those kinds of questions. Uh, you can find him online at elevatemyretirement.com. That's one place to go. elevatemyretirement.com. Plenty of resources, information there, and you can get in touch with Scott through the website. And you can call the old-fashioned way too, 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. You don't have to be in the Kansas City metro area where Scott's located. He serves clients all across the country. We can use the power of technology to have a conversation with you that way. 913-393-4724 or again online at elevatemyretirement.com. Scott, thanks for the help. This was a fun one and uh, look forward to the next one with you as well. I as well. Thanks, Walter. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Scott Dugan, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you soon.